Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Ooh, warmer weather. You want those cold beverages, wine coolers. Water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And now they have slushies. Six different flavors of slushies. That'll cool you down. And, of course, the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket. Stock up for the weekend and grab a couple of slushies as well. Ooh, that sounds good on a day like this. It's 81 degrees here. Slushy time. Matt's off today. Chad's here. Chad, welcome. Chad is incognito today. All right, so let's uh, tell you that we're also in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You can also go to sunburymotors.com. Now's the time to do that. Great deals on great new inventory. Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, Kia, and then there's their great pre-owned inventory. You can do all this from the comfort of your own home. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And yes, at sunburymotors.com. And Chad is in today. Hello, Chad. So here we are. There we go. It's a little bit better. Hello, Chad. I think he's trying to get on, but he can't. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, we'll hear from Will Fries, Penn State offensive lineman, next half hour. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record at 406. And Michael Mennett, who is the essentially the quarterback of that offensive line. He is one of the top centers, not just in the Big Ten, but in the country for the upcoming season. And looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Uh, we've heard from the coaches. Now we have a chance to hear from the players. And that is terrific. Uh, and we'll start that out with Will Fries in the next half hour. And it's not only getting a read about Phil Troutwine, about the offensive line, the veterans back. You also, they can also give you a read on what they think about the defensive players. And some of whom it would have been very interesting during the spring to see some of the matchups. So a couple of guys that you're anxious to see in the development realm would be Hakeem Beeman is one. Another guy, Smith Vilbert. Smith Vilbert is a guy that maybe some people thought was a pro, uh, a project when he got there, but I think by midseason I kind of felt like he was a prospect. Like this guy's, you know, he's got something to him, and uh, that you know, and they add to the depth of that defensive line. And Will Fries will get into that when he's on in the next half hour. 
the Blake Snell story about, you know, look, I want to get paid what my contract says is obviously not what Major League Baseball wanted out there. They wanted it to negotiate between the Players Association and the owners. Okay? And that's what they wanted. And instead, some of the players have commented, led by Blake Snell, and it has created a firestorm because of what he said about full salary. And, of course, it's only going to be an 82-game season max, and because it's only an 82-game season max, they're talking about a 50-50 split of how the revenue is going to go, and that's a lot of players are not enamored with that. Meanwhile, no additional word on what's going on with minor league baseball, but they did say that the draft will be held virtually on June 10th and 11th, Day one of the draft, first round, 37 picks, including compensatory picks, will be on June 10th at 7, and then rounds 2 through 5, which will be 123 picks, will begin at 5 o'clock on the 11th. After that, teams can sign an unlimited number of players up to $20,000. Excuse me. After that, teams can sign an unlimited number of players for up to $20,000. In in the end, what's going to happen here is each team, through the draft process, will save a. It's going to be a twenty nine million dollars savings, with the bonuses. But that's a million dollars a team. There are a lot of people that are not enamored with the five round draft, which, by the way, is being cut back from forty rounds. Some had thought, hey, look, let's at least go 10 rounds here. I think in the end they've got to go back to a 10-round draft. I think they have to. If you're going to be building your network of players in an era where the majority of players that you want on your roster are between the ages of 24 and 33, you have to give yourself enough options to develop somebody. And I think five rounds is too limited. Ten rounds might be enough Probably twenty's perfect, but you know, but I'd, I'd settle for ten. It's also a tough year to draft. It is a very tough year to draft for one simple reason: you don't have obviously a lot of. I mean, there's hardly any college season. The college season lasted about a month. The high school season lasted maybe a week in some areas of the country and maybe a month in others. That's it. So your evaluations are not going to be the greatest. And and so the agreement between the Major League Baseball and the Players Association in March allowed teams to delay signing bonuses with a maximum of $100,000 to be paid Within 30 days of a player signing, 50% of the remainder due July 1st, 2021, the leftover due July 1st, 2022. Arizona State's uh, first baseman uh, Spencer Torkelson and Vanderbilt's second baseman Austin Martin are the consensus top two prospects in the draft. 
So that'll be June 10th and 11th. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about the state system in California saying that their classes will be done virtually. And, of course, San Jose State, which is Penn State's third game of the regular season, on September the 19th at Beaver Stadium, they're one of the 23 schools. Now, in that announcement about going virtual, they said nothing about athletics. Nothing. Now, the automatic assumption is, okay, nobody on campus. That would mean no athletics. Uh, I would wait for somebody in that system to say something about that before I would not jump to conclusions just yet. I can see why you would judge the straight line from nobody on campus virtual classes in the state system of California. That would also include athletes. I can understand why that line would be drawn. That doesn't necessarily mean that's the line they've drawn. Because the decision's been made so early in this process in California. It also doesn't mean, out of the realm possibility, also doesn't mean they can't change their mind either. But so far they haven't on a lot of issues there. But just because they said they are going virtual in the 23 universities, which includes a quarter of the Mountain West Conference. You're talking about San Diego State, Fresno State, San Jose State. That's three or 12 teams in the Mountain West. The Again, just because they said that they're going virtual, they made no mention at all of athletics, so we'll keep that question open at least for the moment. Doesn't mean you can't draw the straight line, which I understand you can. Draw a straight line between the two. But at the same time, they didn't say anything about that. I mean, there was... I don't know if they just made an announcement. I don't know if there was any kind of press gap or press, you know, even on Zoom, press conference, whatever. Um, but the chancellor of the California State University system is Timothy White. And they said the plan allows for limited exceptions. Now, what that means, some of that's medical study. But they did not in any way, shape, or form, when they discussed this, they did not mention it all student-athletes. So I don't know if this includes no student-athletes or whether they get an exception. That's why I'm not yet ready to draw the straight line there. Now, Penn State may have been informed what the situation is. I don't know. Meanwhile, the conference commissioners from the Power Five conferences did have a Zoom meeting with Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL. That's a smart move. Now, the NFL has been able to conduct its offseason the way they want to because their offseason has not involved people getting together. Their offseason has involved free agency. 
Their offseason has involved the NFL draft, and their offseason has involved the schedule being released. There's been no need. Now, obviously, OTAs and rookie minicamps are out right now. But they've also, so far, been a league that appears to have, moving forward, some interesting ideas that others can tap into. And, of course, in the business of football, that's what you're looking to do. So that is what the Power Five conference commissioners did. They did a Zoom call, I think it was yesterday, yesterday or the day before with Roger Goodell. And that's a smart move. It's a smart move to make in the in, because, you know, they have some ideas that they can tap into just a little bit. And as time goes, and then Sports Illustrated interviewed the 11 conference commissioners. I don't know if they did it all at once or they got a hold of them separately, whatever. Mike Oresco from the AAC, the All-America Conference, says that he sees glimmers of light, and he says the light's getting brighter every day. All right, that's good. That's an optimistic way of looking at it. Let's see if that comes to fruition. And I think, as we know, we've uh, talked about the June 15th date here, as uh, that will be sometime either on that day or just before Penn State will discuss what they are doing with what they, you know, what they would like to do. This is what they would like to do for the fall. So we still have to wait about a month for that. Just about a month to find out, you know, what they're thinking about that. And then we go from there. Then we go from there. Take it a step at a time. And that's what all this has been. All this has been. It, it's been frustrating for people waiting and waiting and waiting. They want to know. They, You know, everybody wants answers. And right now, none of us have an answer. Nobody does. Uh, we are all... Uh, you know, we are all, you know, just kind of taking it. And, and I've always been a day, you know, a step at a time person, as I've talked about repeatedly. And right now, we're still in this step. Uh, I think most counties now in in the valley are open. I believe Columbia County do they open today or next week? I think they might be on the schedule for next week. I'm not sure. Next week, okay. Um, in terms of, you know, obviously going yellow. I mean, nobody's in the green yet. Um, for example, I think like Blair County, for example, which is where Altoona is, they opened up today. I think, the, the yeah, the group, I think Columbia County, I think like York, for example. Yeah, I think you're right, Chad. They're next, next Friday. I think they were going to announce today the counties for next Friday, but I did not hear the list yet. So. Right. So we're gradually getting there. I mean, the curve's been flattened. I mean, that was one of the, the absolute stated goals when this all began. Uh, you don't want anybody getting this, and you don't want anybody, uh, you know, and, of course, you've had somebody that's been affected by this, and worst of all, obviously, you don't want a single person dying from it. So there's been tragedies, no question about that. I mean, absolute tragedies. 
But we take it in terms of what we're doing here. A step at a time. Right now we're in this step. Yeah, it looks like, uh, Chad, that Wayne, Susquehanna, Wyoming, Columbia, Mifflin, Juniata, Perry, Cumberland, Adams, York, and Beaver counties might be the next ones to get the go-ahead for yellow. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. And now they have slushies to cool down with slushies. Six flavors. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And yes, Brewers Outlet, new to the beverage supermarket. We have slushies, six flavors on tap, ready to cool you down on a hot summer day like today. That is all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can now go to sunburymotors.com. Great new lines of vehicles. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. And great pre-owned inventory. Check it out online at sunburymotors.com. Get the buying process going. Some great deals right now. You're going to be dealing with the best anyway. That's Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And again, don't forget, all at sunburymotors.com. Frank Bodani in the next half hour. Michael Mennett, final half hour. Now let's get to Will Fries, Penn State offensive lineman. He has his degree. He is coming back for his fifth season. An opportunity to talk with the media on Wednesday, starting out with the aforementioned Frank Bodani. Hi, Will. Uh, what's the mo- more interesting, creative, or crazy kind of workout thing you've developed during this time that you buy into? Um, me and my dad built a um, a pull-up bar, and uh, it's a big wooden uh, piece, and we hung up two pull-up bars on it and a punching bag, so... You know, getting extra pull-up work in, um, you know, it's really important for offensive line play doing that body weight stuff and uh, being able to work my football technique too, punching that heavy bag. That's um, been something that's really beneficial. I've been grinding that every day. Next up is Richard Redding Eagle. Hey, Will. Thanks for your time. Um, Mike said that he bought in immediately after meeting Coach Troutwine. Troutwine. Um, what has Coach Troutwine done since he arrived or done or taught that you've especially liked, and, and did you have the same buy-in right away? 
Yeah, I had the same buying right away too. Um, you know, just getting to talk to him. Uh, you know, the first couple times I met him and hearing, you know, just his confidence, the way he, you know, carries himself. Um, it was easy to buy in. You know, he's done it at the highest level. Um, I think that's helpful as well. But um, just knowing the kind of person he is now, um, it was an easy buy in. You know, I just learned a ton of stuff from him as far as you know, some technique stuff, um, becoming, you know, a higher IQ football player, learning, um, you know, defense is better. And that's, you know, an ever going process of keep trying to learn that stuff. Next up is Mark Brennan, Lions 247. Will, can you tell us about some of the young defensive linemen that maybe we haven't seen, but you saw a lot on the scout team last year that people ought to be looking out for moving forward? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, two guys that I faced every day were uh, Hakeem Beeman and Smith Vilbert. Um, you know, those guys are extremely talented young players, and, um, you know, they're they're grinding. You know, they gave me a challenge every day on the scout team, and it was a ton of fun to go, fun to go against them because they made me better every day. You know, Hakeem's kind of a, uh, you know, he's a strong kid. He's um, he just he plays very natural. He um, he just does moves that you wouldn't think he will do at his age, and, um you know, that's a ton of fun going against him. And Smith's, you know, you know, big, tall. He's a kid I, you know, I look in the eyes, a uh, long kid, and he's, you know, big and strong for, you know, how long he is too. And um, he's just getting better all the time, giving a ton of effort on scout team. Both those guys can't say enough good things about them. Donnie Collins, Times Tribune. Hey, well, how does, how does Coach Trout teach technique different than – than, than other coaches you've had in the past. What, what kind of things does he emphasize that, that, that take on a greater importance? Um, you know, he always talks about uh, Coach Garnacchia and uh, kind of techniques he teaches, um, you know, having that ramrod position, um, you know, with his punch. Um, I think the thing that kind of sep- separates it from other coaches is not only, you know, how you're doing it and, you know, the, the technique, but why you're doing it, you know, how it affects other things. Um, I think that just builds a great understanding of how, um, you know, you should play the game and just helps become more complete football player in the end. Mike Gross, Lancaster Newspapers. Hi, Will. Good afternoon. Um, a couple of things. First, who was the who was the coach that you referenced in the last answer that Troutwine uses or references? Didn't you say a coach? Yeah, Coach Garnett, yeah. Who's that? I don't know who that is. Uh, he was the coach of the Patriots. He retired last year. Oh, okay. That, yeah, okay. Uh, now I know yeah. who it is. Okay. All right. Um, can you measure strength gain or whether you're maintaining strength with what you're doing and just maintaining general fitness and conditioning? Is there any way you can sort of tangibly measure that, hey, what I'm doing, even though it's a little different, it's working? Uh, yeah, for sure. You're just writing down numbers every day. And, you know, when you go back and look what you did last week is trying to beat those numbers. I think that's, you know, one way you can keep competing with yourself is, okay, I did this workout last week. How can I, you know, up my game this week and get bigger and stronger? I think it's the same thing if you're doing, say, conditioning. Okay, I did 10 sprints to finish this week. Let me do 12. And um, just that you know, inner competition with myself is kind of how I've been gauging my progress, you know, on, on my own. Next up is Peter Terpstra, WTAJ. Hey, um, I'm curious, uh, how important you, do you think this time is um, when all football teams kind of have their players scattered all over and at home uh, when it comes to, you know, teams that are looking to set themselves apart whenever we get back to play? Uh, yeah, it's cr- it's critical. I mean, you know, we're really – it's really on every individual, um, every, you know, leader in the position group to – you know, kind of, you know, push themselves and set the standard for 
okay, this is where we're going to separate ourselves. Everyone's in the situation, so we got to make the most of it. I think it's just, um, you know, kind of setting an example and then uh, following up with that is just, just grinding every day and, you know, building brick by brick on it. It's Stacy, Associated Press. Hey, Will. Uh, you're a guy who could have gone to into the draft this spring and you decided to come back for another year. Um, how concerning is it to you that this season is probably going to be affected somehow, shortened, maybe not played at all, um, when you really could have used that final year for, you know, your development and your exposure, really? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, it's out of my control, so at the end of the day, I can't worry about it. I, everything I can do is just, you know, get myself better every day. I can, uh, you know, work out, you know, study film and do something every day, every day to get myself better. So whenever that time comes that we do play, uh, I'm ready to go. Next up is John Sauber, Center Daily Times. Hey, Will, is there anything that you've sort of learned from this that you can take with yourself moving forward to to make your life more efficient in any way? Um, Yeah, I think it's that um, it's never getting complacent, um, never taking anything for granted. It's, uh, you know, every day is kind of a, a gift of uh, to get better and that, um, you know, with you know all this extra time we got now is that I can really um, you know, use that time wisely and, you know, keep preparing myself to become a better football player. Next question is Thomas Frank Carr, ESPN Radio 1450. Hey, Will, uh, what's it like being inside for an athlete all the time? I think for a lot of us, sitting around at a computer all the time isn't all that different, but for somebody who's used to being and being active, what's this been like for you on, on like a personal level? Yeah, I mean, kind of just tr- trying to break it up, um, get outside and work out as much as I can. Um, you know, just do stuff outside, you know, anytime I really can enjoy the nice weather now that it's turned springtime. Um, and still, like, working out and stuff, you can do that, you know, weights and stuff inside. But, you know, if you're going outside just for a run or, you know, football work or agility drills, that's uh, kind of breaks it up, and, it's a, you know, it's good to get that sunshine. Next up is Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. Well, well is, there, um, is there something you miss the most about normal daily life, whether it's football-related or not? Um, yeah, I think it's just being around, you know, the guys at school, um, being around, uh, you know, just my friends in general, um, you know, obviously everyone's got to stay apart and stay, um, you know, distant, but, you know, just miss that, like, you know, that locker room, that, the camaraderie with everyone. And, uh, that's probably what I miss the most. New Bodies, Wilborn, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hey man, how's it going, brother? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. Um, with the aspects of keeping the weight on, how are you doing that nutrition-wise? How are you getting the calories? How are you working that part out? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky to be home because my parents can feed me. Um, so that's, you know, been really helpful, you know, getting good home-cooked meals. Um, you know, I've been home for this long in a while, so being able to eat, you know, my mom and dad's food, uh, it's, it's been nice and uh, it helps me keep the weight up. So, uh you know, and just additionally with that, just, you know, supplementing things with protein shakes, protein bars, you know, just to obviously be off the slime and you got to stay, you know, big and lean. So really focusing on my diet, too, has been kind of beneficial in this time. Chase Goodbreed, NFL.com. Hey, Will, thanks for doing this. No problem. 
I want to ask you a little bit about the creativity that's involved with working out from home, especially for guys that don't have weight equipment. I've heard about guys on other teams like squatting 50-pound bags of cat litter or fertilizer, and and Michael uh, mentioned something about you uh, putting some water in a PVC pipe for balance. Can you describe that in a little more detail and also tell us uh, the most creative thing you've seen from any of your teammates? Um. Yes. Yeah, so it's something my dad made a while ago. It's um. It's called a slosh bar. You fill up, you know, a long ten foot PVC pipe, you know, halfway with water. You can do a ton of stuff with it. You can, you know, press it over your head and or squat with them, and it's really challenging because, you know, there's a lot of water in it, but it can slosh one way or the other. And uh, you know, it's really just great for you know working your balance, your core, um, things like that. And I've utilized that, you know, a lot of finisher, you know, just several workouts. So I mean, that's um. That's something that I've been working on creatively that I normally don't. Um, you know, just seeing stuff on, on, you know, Twitter and stuff, guys working out. I think the uh, guys that make, you know, squat bars out of tree trunks or, uh, or um, you know, putting the tires on the end of the rack, but that's been pretty cool to see you guys find ways to still get it done. All right, so we're going to start at the top of the list of questions again. Um, if you do not have a question the second time around, just say pass. Uh, Greg Pickle. Will, now that the semester's over, how might things change for you uh, just in terms of the time that you'll have available? And what kind of uh, sort of uh, guidance, I guess, has Coach Troutwine been able to give you guys in terms of offensive line-specific drills and things like that that you can do by yourself? Um, you know, I think, you know, as far as the semester ending and stuff, um, not having to do the online classes is kind of nice. You don't got to wake up super early and go to them, but, uh, you know, you can get extra, work on getting extra rest, um, work on getting, you know, your meals spaced out nice. But um, I think with that is just focusing on, you know, the playbook. I think that's something that's going to be really important when we get back is we can't always get those um, those reps together now, but, you know, just knowing your job when you get back, the playbook is super important. And then um, just keep grinding, you know, drills on air is, um, so you can just do those technique things every single day. Why or Tyler Donahue, Lions two four seven. Hey, Will, uh, Coach Troutwine put on Twitter yesterday that, that you guys uh, had a guest on your Zoom call for offensive line. You had Stefan Wisniewski on. Uh, he got a couple Super Bowls to his credit uh, with his players <laughs> now. Uh, what, what exactly was that conversation like? Uh, what, what was the insight he gave you? And and you know more typically, what was the the you know kind of the Penn State pride that was on display during that that interaction? Yeah, Wiz is, you know, Penn State guy through and through. Um, he, he was awesome, you know, get to talk to me and, you know, hear his perspective being um, a guy that's about 10 years in the league now. Um, you know, him explaining things uh, that you wouldn't really think about from a football IQ uh, perspective, but that's what separates him and why he's been able to be in the league for so long. So just really, you know, fully understanding how smart he is, um, all the all the tips he was able to share with us, um, you know, things like working on your core, um, just different, you know, technique things, you know, if you're setting a wide guy versus a, a, a narrow guy. Um, it was really interesting. It was really, really beneficial. It took, like, a ton of, ton of notes on all the stuff he had to say. So I was, that was awesome getting to uh, talk with him, you know, the, during that meeting. Audrey Sutter, The Athletic. Will, uh, Michael Mennett said he talked with Sean Clifford a few times and that Sean was excited and broke out a whiteboard and that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, have you and Sean talked at all? Have you seen that whiteboard? 
I haven't seen the whiteboard, but we, we've kept in touch, um, you know, just holding, like kind of said, you know, branched out and holding guys in uh, other position position groups accountable as well has been important. But, yeah, we've, we've talked a bunch, and uh, it, it's been good. We're, uh, we're, we're both excited to get back. Frank Bodan, your daily record. Hey, Will, what do you think the uh, biggest thing you needed in your game to improve on from last year going into your senior year? And having said that, then how, how have you been able to try to work on that during this time? Yeah, so I think um, one of the biggest things I need to improve upon was my punch and my and my pass sets. Um, you know, grinding my pass sets has always been a thing I've I've loved to do and been important to me. But working on that punch piece as well. So uh, earlier I said I got that uh, heavy back set up in my backyard, and every day I'm just grinding, punching that thing. You know, with strong hips. You know, not leaning in there, but you know, just getting, you know, 100 reps on that thing a day and good posture and good technique is, uh, you know, I think it's going to pay off once uh, we're able to get back at it. Rich Garcello, Riding Eagle. Will, how do you deal and cope with all the uncertainty uh, regarding 2020 season? And has the thought crossed your mind that you may have played your last college game? Um, you know, I don't think that cro- that thoughts really crossed my mind until you said it. Uh, it's a funny thought, but um, like I said earlier, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, it. It's out of my control, and all I can do is keep preparing for you know whatever the next opportunity is. Um, I think at some point, you know, with the guidance and safety of the health officials, we'll be able to get back, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, whenever that time is. Mark Brennan, fight on state. Will, you and Michael both mentioned the fact that Coach Trout played at the highest level in the league. Uh, why do you think that's important for an offensive line coach to have that experience? And do you ever look at photos of him when he was playing and kind of laugh a little bit? Because it looks like he's lost about 100 pounds since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I think it's important just because that's what inspired to be one day, you know, being in his shoes and, you know, he was able to accomplish it. So he, he has all that wisdom. Um, all those experiences about how to get there and, uh, you know, guide, you know, me and Mike to that point. Um, ultimately, that's like where we want to be, in, you know, in his shoes. And, um, yeah, it's kind of funny seeing him, how, how big he used to be, you know, his days in Florida and the NFL. But uh, another thing to that, too, is his technique was incredible. You know, I think um, that's, that's a part that's overlooked is he, he was just such a technician, you know, watching his old film is, uh, is awesome. Tony Collins, Times Review. Well, just so I'm clear, where did the idea for the slosh bar come from, and, and how long have you been using it now? Um, yeah, that was my dad's idea. You know, I'm not sure exactly where he got it from, but uh, yeah, that that was all him. And uh, I, I've been using it since probably middle school. Um, obviously, you have to refill it and stuff, but it's something that I've always had in my backyard and you know used through middle school, high school, and you know now that I'm back here, I use it every once in a while. Mike Gross, Lancaster Newspapers. Yeah, well, uh, Coach Coach Troutwine talked a lot when we talked to him about uh, this idea of playing into your legs and playing from your legs in the running game. And, and what what specific what, – what does that mean? What specific thing are you guys doing that maybe you didn't do last year in order to make that happen from a technique standpoint? Yeah, I mean, he, he harps on that as, you know, one of his biggest coaching points, playing through your legs. And, you know, just to me, that means, you know, feeling kind of that burn in your legs. Like, that's where your power comes from. I mean, 
he always says it like, what do you more, do you squat more, or do you bench more? And, you know, everyone should be saying they should squat more. And, um, you know, that's where you get all your drive from. You, you're playing through your legs. You're using that big squat you train, you know, all, uh, off season for. And you, now you can start moving guys off the ball with all that power. And, um, yeah, that's kind of just what it means to me. It's just, you know, running off the ball, uh, being, being strong, playing strong and using that, you know, that, that big V8 engine in your legs to, to move guys off the ball. And, uh, you know, not kind of tiptoe or, you know, t- take too many like choppy stuff. You're not getting enough power, but just u- using that power in your legs is really what it means. Peter Terpstra, WTAJ. Uh, you mentioned you haven't lived at home uh, for this long in a while. What's what's it been like, I guess, uh, being back home with your parents? And uh, what was, I guess, maybe the most surprising thing of, of coming back? Uh, the most surprising thing about coming back is seeing how big my brother uh, has gotten. You know, he's a uh, sophomore in high school now, and yeah, he's uh, it's funny just seeing how big he's gotten since the last time I've seen him. Because he, you know, he's playing on Fridays, can't come to many games, so that's been the most surprising. But it's been, you know, it's a it's a blessing being home as well because um, you know it's not really more than a week at a time. I get to see my parents and be able to spend you know times with them. You know, watching movies with them at nights. Uh, been really nice and uh, all this craziness all right top of the hour we'll come back with more in a moment on news radio 1070 wkok brought to you by brewers outlet party time game time or just fun time doesn't matter what time it is because it's brewers outlet time the beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection imports microbrews, ciders and domestics pick from over 100 ice cold 12 packs and dozens of 24 ounce singles soda snacks hot sauces fresh roasted peanuts make it one stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar so whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up brewers outlet reagan street sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage. 